Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. Hello out there and welcome to What She Said. We are brought to you tonight by Roar Publishing, from concept to content. I'm Kate Wheeler and I am here with Christine Bentley. And tonight I'm having a proud mum moment because my daughter Alexandra Beaton's new series, Spiral, has just launched. And she and one of her co-stars, Brennan Klost, will be in studio to talk to us about the web series, which you can watch online. There's a new episode every week. It's about past lives, karma, and the way I our minds work in mysterious ways, Christine. And on that note, there is so much we are learning about our brain health that we didn't know a decade or two ago. Dr. Nazreen Katri and Dr. Vivian Brown join us to talk about how much control we actually have over that part of our bodies. Mm-hmm. And how much do we control we actually have over all our stuff as well? Because moving, reorganizing, or paring down our things is a task many of us just put off endlessly because it's unsettling, it's often emotional. I found it emotional. Being the daughter of a diplomat, moving all the time, yes. I Mm. hate moving. Mm. But this evening, we're going to talk to an expert from Clutter Be Gone, Varsha Singh, about how we can offload this job and also how to get mentally prepared for it. Musicologist Eric Alper will be here. He's going to chat with us about some of the cars that bands seem to love. And also brands. And brands. Yeah, Yeah. and brands, right. And food media specialist Charmaine Broughton will share her back-to-school easy-peasy menus for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because it's we're back to that time of... Say it with me. What's for dinner, Mom? What's for dinner, Mom? Yep. Back to basics is what Charmaine is all about this week. And we're going to be joined by the very talented Lindsay Meisner in our live studio sessions. You are in for a treat there. Some wonderful uh, girl from Nova Scotia mm-hmm. who has uh, just recently moved to the Big Smoke, Toronto, and she sounds fabulous. And congratulations to our winners of tickets to the Joy of Aging event and to the winner of the $100 Walmart gift card. We have lots of giveaways, so don't forget to go to our website, whatshesaidtalk.com, and check out the contest page. And this week we have a $100 gift card for funscript.com, the new guilt-free way of fundraising. It's what Lena loves. Mm -hmm. And we also have a gift basket from Vichy. It's uh, full of the Lift Active line. And that's for those of us 35 and up. It has serum, cream, and eye cream. It's worth about $175. I've been using it for um, just a couple of weeks now. And I really, really, really love the line. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break to talk to doctors Nazreen Katri and Vivian Brown about brain health. This is what she said. Stay with us. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazreen Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Well, they say the only sure thing in life is death and taxes, but given it is 2017, most of us want to extend our lives and make it as healthy as possible. 
One of the key factors in doing that is our brain health, and that is what the speakers at the Joy of Aging event in October, benefiting the Mackenzie Health Foundation, will be focusing on, and they are here this evening. Joining us is clinical psychologist and gerontologist Dr. Nazreen Kadri from the Rotman Research Institute, as well as family physician and the vice president for medical affairs at Medicis Health Group, a national business dedicated to preventative health care, Dr. Vivian Brown. Welcome, both of you, back to What She Said. Thank you. And Vivian, we want to congratulate you on the upcoming release of your book, A Woman's Guide to Healthy Aging. Thanks, Christina. I am really excited about it. Uh, I'll share with you. I thought it would take me about six months to write a book about healthy aging, the things I talk about to patients every day. Well, two and a half years later, <laughs> it was uh, it, it is uh, coming out, and I'm really excited about it. But it was much more work writing a book than I thought, and uh, I'm very excited about it. Let's start by asking you both, starting with you, Nazreen. In the whole scheme of things, how critical is our brain health? Our brain health is really very critical because it really underlies how we feel about ourselves. So our sense of self comes from our brain and our mind. So our emotions, our ability to think and concentrate and remember, and our sense of um, well-being as well. So I would say it's key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also I would obviously agree with that. Um, and I think what's really important is when we look at quality of life, if you don't have good cognition, if you don't, if you aren't able to think, if you aren't able to live independently, if you're not able to take care of yourself because you've had deterioration in your brain, your quality of life really uh, crashes. So when I look at uh, other chronic diseases, when you have a chronic brain issue, it really affects everything. But how much of our brain health is actually in our control? Well, that's a really good question, Kate. And Nazreen and I were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. And one of the phrases that we both use and that we're going to share with the audience on October 22nd is your brain is in your hands. You know, part of what you do every day affects your brain health. And a good portion of that is in your control. Blood flow, exercise, nutrition, stress, all of this affects brain and all of this is in your control. Not everything is unexpected. Nazreen, do you? And I would agree with Vivian completely that most of uh, our brain is in our hands in the sense that though genetics plays a part, fully two-thirds of um, the risks that we have for things like dementia and uh, physical disorders are actually changeable and malleable through healthy lifestyle choice, choices, sorry, through healthy lifestyle choices, including through sleep, diet, exercise, attitude, social connection, all of those good things. Well, you know, what you're really saying is something that we didn't know when we were younger, that, um, that, that you can make a difference and that, you know, the younger you start, the better it is. Christine, that's absolutely true, and that's one of the reasons I wrote the book, is I wanted people to understand that the choices you make today have an impact on your health lifelong. And so if we just use smoking as an example, it's not just lung cancer, it's not just emphysema, it affects blood flow, it affects your brain health, it affects everything that will come as time goes on. So I think we do have an opportunity to make good choices and those choices are going to affect our, our life long term. And I would agree with that. Uh, you know, living smart today means that you'll be aging well 
tomorrow. And so really good habits need to start yesterday. They need mm. to start early and they need to be continuous. And so we know that the human brain develops fully around the age of 25 or 26. And, um, you know, it starts to decline in terms of some aspects of cognitive functioning relatively quickly. Um, even though those aren't dramatic shifts, we do need to be uh, aware of brain health, which is just a combination of cognitive health and mental health and physical health as well, probably around the age of 30 and beyond. And so you're never too early to start uh, doing that healthy self-management to uh, keep yourself going in the right direction. You said it's never too early, but is it ever too late? It's never too late either. That's also the good news. Um, maybe Vivian would like to say something about yeah, that. Yeah, you know, even when we look at elderly people in nursing homes, by learning something new, by stimulating their brain, they improve their day-to-day -day function. So it's not that it's too late. It, it's, it's always a benefit to be, uh, to be learning something new and increasing your brain capacity. Uh, but there is a benefit in starting early, no question about that. I, I love what uh, Nazreen just said, live smart, age well. You know, by making smart choices now, you're going to do better later on. But, you know, this is new because we didn't know this before. We bring up, you know, Kate and I brought up, you know, stay out of the sun, you'll get wrinkles, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Brush your hair 100 strokes and you'll, whatever, all those adages, but nothing about your brain health. Absolutely. And brain health and brain, uh, brain, our understanding of brain physiology and brain anatomy and some of the, some of the issues that Nazreen has just mentioned really is about 30 years behind our understanding of cardiac health. Cardiac health in the 60s was not well understood. We, we talked about type A personalities and, and certain personality features, but we didn't really understand all the things that impact on cardiac health. Well, that's where we are now with brain health, particularly in women. We're not understanding all of the issues, but there's a lot of research going on in this area. Now, let me ask you, I've had this discussion with a number of people who are at retirement age and have decided to keep going, not for the money, but for the mental stimulus. Does that have an impact? I would say yes. I mean, what would you say, Nazreen? I would agree with Vivian that um, continuing to be active and vital and socially connected is always a good thing. And so uh, as we go through transitions in life, whether it's family life, retirement, or something else, we need to make sure that we have something in place of that. So if people want to continue with volunteerism, with work, with a legacy career, it can be different for different people. No, but exactly. But I think that, that staying active is extremely key. And engaged, you know, things yeah. that, in, that engage yeah. your brain. So Nazreen has used the term social connectedness. That's really the key. You need to be connected in your community, and whether that connection is through your work or through other things that you choose to do, people who are social con socially connected, people who are not lonely. Loneliness is a really deadly thing for the brain. Those things are really important to keep up. And so as one goes through a transition, uh, you mentioned retirement, uh, and that may be where someone is at. Those transitions, you still want to keep up that social connectedness and maintain, you know, that lifestyle so that you're not lonely and isolated. That's when you start to do poorly. Because there is a connection between the brain and depression. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which I didn't know. Yeah, and, and well, that's Nazreen's work. Yeah. Uh, Nazreen does a tremendous amount of work and research in brain health mm -hmm. and emotions and depression. And, uh, and I think that's just so important. 
I want to make that um, kind of key connection between physical health and cognitive health. And, and as Vivian was talking about, that loneliness actually impacts cognition so much. I mean, a recent study from the United States has just found that loneliness can be as detrimental to physical health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And so just like we don't encourage people to smoke and we discourage it very strongly for a variety of reasons, we say the same thing about social connectedness. I think that um, I couldn't agree more with Vivian's message today that people need to stay socially connected because it gives us meaning. It gives us the love and sense of belonging that we need. It gives us uh, interaction and motivation. So people should come and hear you speak and socialize at the Joy of Aging event. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? And I think we say that and we really want to give the audience and, and the people that attend uh, kudos. It's, you know, everybody's got demands on their time and on their family life. But mm -hmm. by making choices to stay socially connected, to meet with other friends, colleagues, whatever, it is important that you're not just doing your household chores, that you really are taking time for yourself. And taking time for yourself is not selfish. It's actually selfless as you take care of your health. So let's give them some websites. It's joyofaging.com? CA. .ca? I, I think it's joyofaging.ca. Mm -hmm. And uh, where can people get your book? I'm really excited about the book. It will be in Indigo as of September 25th. It's, it's online at Amazon.ca as of September 23rd. And uh, I'm excited about it. Thank you so much. Will for you be bringing up. any to the uh, event? Absolutely, Christine. I'm going to be at the event signing books. And uh, certainly we're, we're hoping that people will be interested, maybe buy it for their friends that aren't able to come to the event so that they can read some of the information and, and gain from it, even if they're not there. Thank you both so much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is what she said. Stay with us. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Converse Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Aurelia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. Saturday night at the movies, don't know what picture to see? And Brody's got you covered. Did you like the film? Uh, no. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, that no. does I love your honesty. <laughs> Films about paranoia, I think they do us a lot of good. Because it's not happening to us. <laughs> I took your mom, Romy, who loves a good film. We laughed our socks off. I was so bored watching it. <laughs> a film critic who shoots straight from the hip. Saturdays on What She Said Talk. 
Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35+. plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. So don't go higher for desire. Put it in your head, baby. Hollywood is dead. You can find it in your Okay, so if you're looking for something new to watch online, you may want to check out Spiral. We talked about this before, Kate. We did. Yeah. A new drama that ponders the existence of past lives in a series full of romance and mystery and intrigue. It stars an ensemble cast of performers from popular TV series such as Riverdale, The Next Step and Make It Pop. Joining us now are two of the cast. Alexandra Beaton. Hello. The daughter of Kate. That's she is. And Brennan Klost is here. Hi, Brennan. Hi. Now, you're both well known from your worldwide hit show, The Next Step. And also joining us is Spiral executive producer and head writer, Karen McClellan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome to what she said. Now, Karen, tell us how this project came to be. Uh, It was about eight years ago that my friend Andrew Williamson, my fellow executive producer and co-creator on the show, Um, We were sitting talking about ideas that excited us and we discovered we had a a mutual interest in past lives and dreams and dreams that come true and talked about this notion of friends who've known each other literally forever through lifetimes and that um, developed into Spiral, the show that we have today. Now, we know you've directed episodes of The Next Step. How did you come to cast this this pair, this sort of very connected pair in Spiral? Uh, it was, you know, it was kind of a serendipitous moment. I was yeah. going through the scripts. Um, we had a number of scripts through development, and I was reading this one scene between Sophie and Clark. And as I was reading it, I thought instantly of Alex and Brennan. And I remember having lunch with both of them and saying, do you guys think you would be interested in playing these two characters? Um, I was blown by their work on The Next Step. They're phenomenally talented, and they have such a great chemistry with each other that exactly. I thought they would be perfect for these roles. Okay, but Alex plays Emma, right? Not Sophie. Mm. So <laughs> yes, it's, it's, confused. yes. it's confusing yeah. for me because my daughters are Alex and Sophie. Yeah. And then characters got- on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other characters on the show. So I get all confused with the names. So Alex, tell us a little bit about the storyline and how karma comes into play. Karma is a big thing in Spiral, just as it is in our everyday lives, if you believe in that kind of thing. Um, But karma kind of controls 
these characters, whether they know it or not. I mean, the thing about Spiral that is so interesting is that everybody in the story knows more than you think they do. And that slowly gets revealed to the viewer as you watch. So the first episode is amazing, but I can promise you that it just gets more and more interesting as the episodes go on. So, Brandon, how did you work the transitions through time and character traits? We talked a lot as a cast um, because the dialects would have been a little bit different back then. And mm-hmm. we analyzed that and we decided that that wasn't necessarily what was important, but rather the emotion and the characters' interconnectedness, their mm-hmm. relationships. And we really tried to focus on that. And something to add off of Alex, the idea of karma and why that was important in the past life. The thing with Emma and Clark is that they have this star- sort of star-crossed lover connection where there's always something holding them away from each other. And so that was really the focus in the flashback sequences was what is it that keeps them apart? Mm -hmm. So Karen, this was shot in Vancouver. Victoria. Victoria, okay. And Mm -hmm. TELUS made a big commitment to the project. They did. Um, They must have seen something that they really liked. I think so. I mean, I think what sets Spiral apart from anything else that you can see online or on TV right now is that it's... um, it's a story that hits a particular age group, university, um, and it it has this sort of soapy appeal, but it has this supernatural, surreal quality to it, and there's a mystery and romance, and I, I think they thought that that would be a good way to reach out and find their audience, and um, it's something that I haven't seen around, like, on, on social media or mm-hmm. on TV right now, so... Yeah. I think that's what appealed to them. Going back to you two, can I ask you in your career, every role I think as an actor you want to expand, you want to, what did you each see in this role, in this project for yourselves? With Emma, I saw the opportunity for authenticity just because she was written so well and she's such a full character that being able to explore not only her current life, but a past life and potentially more and more past lives just gave me an opportunity as an actor to really connect to her in a ton of different ways. I mean, we have similarities, but we're also very different. So just like finding those moments within the scenes that really connected me to her, I think that's what every actor is looking for, just like the experience to grow as an actor, but through your character as a person. And Emma gave me that opportunity. And you? Yeah, I think what connected me so strongly with Clark is that he was written to be the romantic lead of the show, but had an LGBT storyline, which I think isn't seen in a lot of dramas or TV series or even movies. That's always the gay best friend. Mm. And what I really loved about him was that he was able to, perhaps before we pick up in episode one, go through this sort of confusing timeline of maybe figuring out his sexuality and then meet someone who throws that all into question. And it's sort of that confusion all over again where he's, you know, going back through figuring out this deep-seated romantic connection, spiritual connection with a woman when it's expected and he believes in himself that maybe he's gay. And so it it was that. It was that Mm -hmm. complex character. And he was a, a a full person rather than just this archetype of the gay best friend. And do you find that you you mentioned you find that's rare. It's unusual. You yeah. think it would be it wouldn't be these days. I think there's a lot more parts being written for that sort of character now 
And Spiral's kind of at the brink of that, which excites me because I think that's sort of up and coming. Karen, what's your reaction to that? Oh, well, I I was very excited when Alex and Brennan uh, got on board to do this. Um, You know, Andrew and I had many long discussions about what we wanted to tell, the kind of stories that we wanted to tell. and, And I think the whole fluidity uh, with sexuality is just very current and it's it's um, it's fresh and it, I, I haven't seen it done before and it just feels natural to me. It's part of the story that I want to tell, which is about people being people and love transcending gender and sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that's they, they just did such a fantastic job bringing that to life. Well, and speaking of people being people, we often hear about bitter competition between actors. But you two, Brennan and Alex, are incredibly supportive of each other. You've been working on The Next Step, now Spiral. And now I understand you have plans to head to Los Angeles to test the waters for pilot season. A little nerve-wracking for your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But did you guys bond from the start when you saw each other? I would say season five of The Next Step is where we really hit it off. And Brennan and I, we had an opportunity to grow in The Next Step. And then when we reached the people we are now, those people really just seemed to click. As for competitiveness, I think that's a petty thing. I mean, yes, maybe when you're younger and you haven't grown up and jealousy can play a factor, maybe then competitive kicks in. But you know, we're older, more mature, hopefully a little bit wiser. Yeah, so we, we sort of connected after university mm-hmm. was when season five of The Next Step filmed and Alex and I had both just graduated. And mm-hmm. I think when we started The Next Step, we had just finished high school. We didn't really know who we were. And so mm-hmm. as she said, when we kind of became people, w- when we <laughs> came into ourselves is when we really connected and hit it off. Okay, so episode one of season one is, is unlocked. It's online. Where can people watch it? What's the site? Oh, it's at spiralbackwards.com. Um, and if you're listening and you're in BC, you can also access it through TELUS. Hmm. Okay, and Brennan, um, what's the reaction been on social media? Are it's, you going viral yet? It's <laughs> been incredibly positive. Yeah, we've had tons of comments on our Instagram posts, tweets, uh, fandoms, fandoms created, mm-hmm. um, you know, edits that they've created from screenshots of the show. They came up with a whole hashtag spiral cult, which I loved. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been really positive. Yeah. Okay, and so, so social media is the actual, it's Spiral, is it all at Spiral? Spiral Past Lives past on life. Instagram. Past Life Spiral. Past Life Spiral on Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. so follow us there and please share it everywhere. I mean, it's Canadian made, Canadian written, Canadian performed, and mm-hmm. that's something we're really, really proud of. Well, I just have one question. Spiral backwards. What about Spiral Future? When's the next season coming out? Well, we're currently looking for funding and hoping to get that secured ASAP because I have lots of plans for a <laughs> second season. This is the beginning of the story. Oh, we it definitely so. is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. Well, congratulations to all of you. Thank you. Oh, thank and thank you. you so much for joining us here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you so much. This See you is- at home, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> What's for dinner? <laughs> this is what she said. Stay with us. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. Use code WSS radio at amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit myboomernutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. 
When Candace Derricks tells people where to go, they listen. Hmm. An all-inclusive is sounding pretty nice right now. Ooh. <laughs> Let me see food and travel and exactly, what else. right? There's nothing else in life is food and no. travel as far as I'm concerned. So you want to do all your investigation up front. These are really, really, really good tips. Pleasantville is on our bucket list. <laughs> We've got expert travel tips and tricks from Candace at lifeinpleasantville.com weekends on What She Said Talk. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Joining us now is musicologist Eric Alper in On the Record, and this week he is talking about bands and cars. They just seem to go together like yeah. You know parrots. what? It, it, it's mostly about the brands, and cars are definitely one of them. There's a study that came out in Bloomberg a number of weeks ago that they took a look at the top twenty songs and the products and brands that are mentioned within those songs. So sometimes they're paid to have those lyrics in there. And sometimes they're just products that just happens to be mentioned. And that was one of them. And it's Tori Amos, Cornflake Girl. Now, but they're not talking about the serial, though, because it was first released as a single from her second studio album called Under the Pink. And the inspiration for Cornflake Girl is a little bit cringeworthy. So we're going to talk about it, and we'll go get through it. But it comes from a conversation that she was having with her longtime friend about female genital mutilation in Africa. Africa, specifically about how a close friend of that woman, who was also a girl, was the one who actually performed the procedure. Tori has said that growing up, the name given to girls who would hurt you despite close friendships were called cornflake girls. And the record label took a series of promotional items, and one of them, to help promote the album, one of them was actually a cereal box with Cornflake Girl. So a lot of people might have thought that the product had something to do with it, but it actually is the direct opposite of something like that. Of course, Run DMC and my Adidas. And growing up in the 1970s, Run DMC witnessed a period of distinct change back in New York City. They realized that the social mores and the cultural relevance of the city affected what people were rapping about in their songs. It turned out that Run DMC took a look at the streets and realized that all these people were wearing Adidas. So they started to write a song about my Adidas and the three members of Run DMC went to the sports store, started wearing those white shoes with the three blue lines on it, 
with the Adidas logo, and it actually started to sell more shoes than the commercial advertising was actually doing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's only in North America that it's Adidas. Everywhere else in the world, it's Adidas. Really? Yeah, Addy and Das. Were the two people that started? So what? it's not. Yeah, I was, oh, I had to come wow. here and, and and learn how to. You should get more funding it. for the show based on the educational <laughs> content of it. That's amazing. I had to because if you were to ask me, I would think that what do they call Adidas in in England? I would say Adidas. Adidas. Like I, you do, you do a horrible British accent of it. <laughs> but with this song specifically, because of the success of the song, the marketing promotion came afterwards. The company Adidas went to the band and offered them a multi-million-dollar contract to continue to wear those clothes. So the the dollars came after the product was mentioned, <laughs> as opposed to getting Before. the money now yeah. to put it into the songs. And Lola, which hit number two on the UK single chart, number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 back in the day. The BBC in the UK banned this song, though, because of the words Coca-Cola, because Cherry Cola is in the mono version of the song, but Coca-Cola is in the stereo version of the song. So the BBC's banned the stereo version of this track, and lead singer Ray Davies was forced to make a round-trip flight from New York to London and back just to change the word Coca to Cherry. <laughs> Temple Pilots Vaseline has nothing to do with the actual product brand, but it's an interesting connotation to what the song is about. Lead singer Scott Wheeland heard the song by the Eagles called Life in the Fast Lane and misheard the lyrics. He thought that they were singing Flies in the Vaseline, the -the (laughs) over-the-counter bomb, which appeared to be the name that was spelled Vaseline. But Vaseline is spelled E-L-I-N-E, not O-L-I-N-E. Scott Wheeland actually thought it was pretty cool of him to not only mishear the lyrics, but misspell it, thinking that it's a cross between Vaseline and gasoline. (laughs) You put two of them together, and it's a compound similar to napalm. Oh, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Back when this song was a hit, Corvettes were very, very cool. They were very cool. Uh, we had a Corvette, but the wheel literally fell off, and, <laughs> and, and now we no longer have the Corvette. But it was red. so sim- symbolic of life, yes. really. <laughs> you know, just, just that the wheels are, are falling off of life and, and of your car. Prince obviously didn't get any money from Corvette, but he used the line Little Red Corvette to talk about a woman who moved much too fast. And I think mm-hmm. that if we go into the life and the sexual escapades of Prince, this segment would be cut substantially. <laughs> Let me just ask you, what was the favorite car, though? Oh, Rolls-Royce. Of course. It, w- Why would which, I ask? Which was so strange, because you figure that in the top 20 songs, Rolls-Royce being the top car mentioned, Rolls-Royce is our generation's dream when you make way too much money, but you don't want a fast sports car. 
But the fact that these rappers are talking about Rolls Royce in the sense of wealth and fame and luxury is really interesting because it's a car that happened almost two or three generations before that person was even born in the first place. Eric, thank you so much, and we'll chat with you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Eric Alper is brought to you by Roar Records. Download the new single, Rise, based on the heroic story of Olympian and Pan Am medalist Jessica Phoenix. Well, as parents breathe a sigh of relief that the summer is over and their children will be back in a routine again, it also comes... Uh, with a meal dilemma, breakfast, lunches, and dinner. So we have some help for you for that. Charmaine Broughton, our food media specialist, is here to share some quick, easy dishes using pantry ingredients. How was your summer? Uh, I'll do the sigh of relief. (laughs) (laughs) My summer was excellent, and I am ready to get back to basics for back to school. Okay. Mm Uh, Yeah, well, and the reason what inspired me to do put together this segment is I find that a lot of parents and sometimes myself included, it is overwhelming mealtime, right? And there's so much pressure these days on parents and especially moms because we kind of take it on with social media comparing what little Susie ate for lunch and whether she really even ate it. Um, So I'm just here to inspire people to get back to basics, use those pantry staples, and let's make mealtime fun and enjoyable because to me, there's really nothing more healthy than having an enjoyable mm-hmm. mealtime, right? Like if mm-hmm. your child is choking down an egg white and kale omelet and screaming and the morning isn't going well... There's really nothing healthy about that if they're heading off to school, haven't ate the breakfast that they have not enjoyed, and are miserable, right? Exactly. Um, So with breakfast, uh, we are starting with our tropical smoothie bowl. Uh, So what I love about this is it's delicious. It takes five, like not even five minutes to prepare and your kids will actually enjoy it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and it's healthy. And it, and it is it, it is very healthy. Um, so the main ingredient in this is a Gailey Nordica Smooth uh, plain cottage cheese. And that's right. I said plain, not one single lump. Uh, and then from there, we are going to add some frozen fruit. So because this is the tropical smoothie bowl, we're going to add mango and pineapple and banana. But I was thinking with the autumn coming, you know, if you've gone apple picking or whatever and you have some leftover apples, you could chop up the apples, put them on a baking sheet, uh, freeze them. And then once they're all frozen, you can store them in a bag just so the, mm-hmm. the pieces stay separate. Uh, and you could add this to it as well. So more of like an autumn flare on this smoothie bowl. Um, and then just to bulk it up a wee bit, we're going to add some oats. Most people have oats in their pantry. Uh, and then to sweeten it up, we can use some maple syrup or even a little bit of honey. So you're going to put it in a blender and pulse it until it's smooth. But you can do it to the consistency that you like. And my kids actually compare this to almost like an ice cream, right? Because it's three parts frozen fruit to one part of the smooth cottage cheese. So it's like ice cream for breakfast. And then to add a little bit more, you know, plant protein and nutrients, you can top it with um, some seeds or um, uh, like uh, uh, pumpkin seeds or flax seeds or uh, chia seeds, again, to get all those healthy fats and proteins, Mm -hmm. some dried fruit, and really let the kids garnish it with whatever they want, even a wee bit of uh, chocolate chips. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then moving on to lunchtime. So, you know, I was on Instagram the other day and I saw this beautiful bento box, you know, for a, a, a child. And Again, even uh, <laughs> even I was intimidated because the carrots were carved into, you know, mathematical oh, e- o- equations and everything. <laughs> Who on earth? I don't like, I can't even add two plus two, let alone, you know, make pie out of an apple like the, uh, the uh, I know, the other kind of pie. Right, right. Um, 
Anyhow, so ding, ding, bread. Um, Wonder Bread has come out with these extra soft bagels, right? Sandwiches are such an easy um, and practical, and really that's what this is about, right? Easy and practical uh, brown bag lunch solution. Um, And, you know, bread and bagels have got such a bad rap over the last couple of years, but, you know, carbohydrates and bread and bagels they're, they can be part of an overall healthy diet. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're getting in lots of fruits and vegetables and healthy fats and drinking lots of water and staying away from, you know, a ton of refined sugar, there's really nothing wrong with having bagels in your lunch. Especially for children who well, run it off. Absolutely. And the great thing that I love about sandwiches is it's an easy lunch for uh, children to make on their own, right? They can open up the, the bagel and they can go into the uh, fridge and use up any... Um, leftovers or deli meats that they like. So, uh, yeah, and what I really like about these is they're extra soft, so there's no toasting required. You know, often with bagels, they're quite dense, right? Mm-hmm. So they do require to be toasted just to soften them up a wee right. bit. But these are extra soft. They're really easy to chew, which is important, especially with young kids, right? So, um, yeah, so you can uh, find these Wonder Bread extra soft bagels at oh, your grocery wonderful. store. Now, how do we answer? It's wonderful. Uh-huh. <laughs> how do we answer that horrible What's for dinner? Well, pull out that slow cooker, um, especially, mm-hmm. you know, if moms and dads are working, your slow cooker can be your best friend. Uh, so uh, this uh, dinner solution is awesome. This is the three pepper and peanut beef chili. Um, it uses, again, another pantry staple, peanuts and peanut butter. And uh, you've got some it's beef ch- uh, chili with um, a little bit of peanut butter in there Uh, so it's adding like a real richness and Mm -hmm. again more plant protein and you could also make this for meatless monday if you wanted to omit the beef and just add a can of chickpeas or more black beans so healthy delicious take advantage of that um slow cooker that's why we have it um and you can go to uh, peanutbureau.ca for that recipe uh but i will definitely put a blog post together and list all of the uh links to all these recipes and all these fabulous products and you know don't be afraid this uh, school season or the school year to take it back to basics. And I truly believe that everyone will be happier and healthier <laughs> for it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, at, again, your blog will be on our website. Yes, absolutely. But if they want to connect with you. Yeah, so you can go to my website, CharmaineBroughton.com. Uh, you can follow me at in, on Instagram. Uh, well, all my info, all my social media handles are uh, on on my uh, website. And uh, yeah, I just wish everyone a happy and healthy and safe and bring it back to basic school year. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. My absolute pleasure. This is what she said. Stay with us. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. 
What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35+. plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. pretty much a well-known fact that we all hate moving. For many of us, it is emotional, stressful, and the worst part is we just don't know how to let go of stuff we no longer need. Well, thankfully, there are professionals for this, and we have one in studio with us this evening, Varsha Singh from Clutter Be Gone. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I have to tell you that's the best name ever. I think that's Clutter the Be best Gone. name it's ever. It's a cute name. And uh, actually, people remember it. Um, if it's not the uh, full name, they remember the B. So that's kind of cute. And um, it sh- it's a little family. It's family friendly as well. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, the name is, is, is something people remember. So tell us, take us through the services that Clutter Be Gone offers? So we offer organizing, decluttering, we do downsizing, life transitions, Um, we do estates. So if uh, someone has passed, we help with the home clearing or um, getting the home ready for sale. Um, And we also offer packing, moving services and unpacking services. So let's start with um, the organizing and decluttering. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, particularly, I, I, I would say people as they get into the senior years, Mm -hmm. they have a lot of things that that they think that their children or grandchildren are going to want. And Christine and I were talking about this earlier. It's like the millennials do not want our antiques. Yeah, it's actually a lot of people feel or they take it on because of guilt. So if your parents or your grandparents are saving things for you and they want to pass it on to you, a lot of family members feel guilty and they feel like they have to take it. And then they just dump it in a in their basement or their mm-hmm. garage and create you know, more clutter create more clutter and that's the problem um people create dumping zones and that is the area where everything goes that they don't know what to do with that they don't want so when you're called in mm-hmm. to to help someone declutter mm-hmm. clutter their home um and to get rid of this stuff how do you you must have some kind of you know, like psychotherapy background there because I mean it's very emotional for people how do, how do you say you really do need to get rid of this so it's it's a process we start with the consultation and needs assessment and we're spending time with our clients not only seeing their space seeing the volume of clutter they have um, but we're assessing their behavioral habits how they think how they function um, how they need that space to work for them understanding what their expectations and goals are our lead principal organizer um is the one who does our consultations and she actually does have a background in psycho um, analysis and so she's able to understand our clients and we have a an assessment we walk our clients through to understand 
these things. And then we transcribe that to our team so they know how to to um, work with these clients moving into a session. Why do you think it is that it's so emotional for people? I mean, this is the perfect solution to have somebody who's not emotionally connected to anything mm-hmm. come in and, and sort of transmit the big picture. Having a third party come in and do that for you, it puts things into perspective for you. So um, we actually have a client that we're working with now helping her downsize. And uh, she said to me yesterday, I was so um, it was so easy for me to let go of things when I saw the volume I had. Once everything is sorted and categorized, the client comes in and they ultimately make that decision on what they want and what can be recycled or what can be donated. Um, So. I think that process of the client actually seeing the volume of each um, individual item or category of items they have um, kind of opens their eyes to that. You know, people, I think, ask themselves the question, why do I have I kept all this stuff? Why did my mother keep all this stuff? What is it? You being in the business, mm-hmm. what do you think? I think it's one, people don't have the time anymore. Um You know, it's not like you work your shifts and you go home. A lot of people are working 44 hours a week, if not more. And when they don't have the time to deal with it, um, they would rather spend their time with their family or doing things that they love instead of dealing with the clutter. Um, and then that's how those dumping zones happen. They they think, oh, I'll, I'll deal with it eventually. I'll get to it eventually. And, and then, then it becomes overwhelming. Exactly. It's just overwhelming. I mean, exactly. I've watched this happen to family members mm-hmm. where there is so much stuff. Yeah, I have a friend whose mom just, whose father just died and yeah. her mom moved. Yeah. And it was just, it's a nightmare going it's through a, the stuff. And every move they made, she took all the junk, that all the dumping ground yes with her and then created another dumping ground with the new stuff. Exactly. So she bought like, I th- I don't know how many, nine uh, slow cookers mm-hmm. that were found because she just forgot that. Yeah. It's and ridiculous. It's money wasted, right? And so a lot of the times we tell our clients, this is an investment that you're making. So you don't fall into the, the disorganization again. Um, so it's over people are overwhelmed when they look at clutter um they are um too too um busy to even deal with their clutter and so you know you call professionals in who knows how to handle that so i think one of the one of the fears i i heard because i did suggest that you know my relative bring in somebody to help and she's um she thinks well She's like, well, what if they make me throw something away that's valuable or that could be sold? I mean, she has an Edwardian glass collection. Yeah. It's like, no, they're not going to do that. But how do you convince... So um, it's it's not about convincing them. It's it's giving them the resources. So when we come in and if our client's expectation is that um, there are valuables here that I would like to monetize, we give them the resources. So we're either partnered with people or we know um, of individuals that can come in and assess uh, the value of an item. Um, or you could do consignment. We have a number of consignment stores that we work with that will help monetize the items. We don't make clients throw anything out and that's the biggest misconception that's the that's the key point mm-hmm. that you help them get rid of it yes do something with it because most people say well what am I going to do I don't want to have a garage sale exactly. or you know it's January what do I do yeah so um we actually did a home clearing where the client wanted all contents of the home thrown out um we then 
contacted Max Sold. Max Sold is an online auction that the client received close to $10,000 for selling the items instead of dumping it. We had to convince him of this. When he found out that that was the amount of money that the sale brought in, he was shocked. So it's educating the client about the resources out there for them. So you start off with with a consultation. Yes. Have you ever gone into a into a house and you've just and you've been overwhelmed by what you've seen? Um sometimes you just you look around and you think, "Oh my gosh, where do we even start?" But again, it's understanding the client, understanding their expectations and then kind of having to work with them to prioritize. Some projects are way too lar- large that um you know, you think you need more than two individuals on here just to get things going. Um, so we're assessing all of that. Uh, the the times where we walk in and we were overwhelmed, we're able to um, you know overcome that by our planning and space planning and looking at those different different uh, factors. Is there a line that you won't cross? I mean, would you work with somebody that would be called a hoarder? Um, We typically don't work with hoarders because they're happy with their environment. They typically don't reach out. Ask for help. Exactly. They typically don't reach out. Um, It would only be family members that reach out. Yes. Mom, I'm sending this woman to you. Be nice to her and open the door. Yeah. uh, But you have to be educated in in the hoarding uh, tendencies because it's a, it's a mental illness. So right. it's an important um, place that you you kind of have to uh, walk that line to see if you're qualified to deal with somebody like that. How much notice do potential customers have to give you? Like if they called you, I mean, how soon could you be there? Or how much notice do you need? We typically can do next day consultation. It's just based on, um, you know, what what the volume for consultation is like, but we typically can do a next day. Um, and the turnaround period, the the availability of the client or how quickly we could start a project is is the client's availability. So um, we have three or four different teams that can go out. So we're not limited in that sense. So about pricing, I mean, mm-hmm. do you price it on, on the actual time it takes you or do you give sort of a, this is, a ballpark figure uh, estimate? We bill based on the actual time. So we'll go in and we'll assess um, and say this is the estimated time, but the actual time is what's built. So how do people get hold of you? Uh, they can call us. They can check on our website, email, um, in any form that they were all on social media. So And the website is? Clutterbegone.ca. And it's just B. Just B. the letter B. <laughs> just take out the E and you're good. Yes. This is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening. No problem. Thank you for having us. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. 
adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Converse Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Aurelia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. Saturday and Sunday evenings at 10 o'clock on Light and Refreshing, Jewel Radio. Thinking about going solar? We may have the best deal ever. Eric Alper is on the record with bands whose names have absolutely no factual connection. Charmaine Brown will tickle our appetites with some scrumptious veggie recipes. Ivana Raka tells us the story of making it as a chef. And wait until you hear our live studio sessions with Melanie Peterson. That's Sunday at 10 p.m. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. you are listening to is Runnin' Wild by singer-songwriter Lindsay Meisner. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. Now that song is about a love you had when you were just 16. You're now 21, recently moved to Toronto from Nova Scotia. Tell us how you got started. Well, uh, I've been a singer since I've been about two years old. It's kind of, I came out of the womb singing. My mother would actually say that. Um, I started guitar about the age of 12. I kind of taught myself everything. I do everything by ear, but I also went to school for it and stuff. So, you know, I'm taking as many lessons as I can as I go, because it's very important to always continue learning. And yeah, so I've been performing quite literally probably for about 12 years now. Um, and I had like a nine-piece band back in Nova Scotia, which I managed and ran, and uh, we had three-piece horn section, something, it was amazing, it was really special, and so now I'm kind of taking on the solo thing and came out here, and it's really working out. <laughs> and you just performed at the Honey Jam concert at, at the Mod Club, 15 other talented women. How, how was the showcase overall? Oh, it was probably one of the most amazing experiences I'll ever have, truly. Um, so many industry opportunities. I've met every person that I should have met with coming out here, so it's it's probably the biggest blessing I'll ever receive, honestly. It was quite an amazing show and just, you know, so much support, especially for female kind mm-hmm. of support within the industry. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get when you're a female. So they really, like, bring you up and push you up as you should be. It's amazing. What's coming up for you? So uh, I'll be starting my EP within the next few weeks here. I'm in hopes to release it before 2018, mostly plans, not so much hopes. I'm going to do like a four-song EP. What I'm trying to do here is kind of bring soul and jazz music onto the mainstream radio because, you know, Amy Winehouse kind of did it with Mark Ronson back in like 2007 or nine, I think that was. But uh, I don't want to sound nothing like that, but I kind of want to do that type of thing where you put music that wouldn't normally be on the radio and and make everyone really enjoy it no matter what. That's my whole entire goal. So the song you're about to perform is about the love for your nine-piece band back home. <laughs> yes. uh, that was uh, called, and the song is called Just to Have You With Me. Yes. And we know you miss them a lot. Anything you want to say to them? I love them. They've made me who I am. They really have. They've shaped me as a human being. So this is just, you know, kind of about... Loving them so much and going through hard times and good times, but I would do every piece of it again just to be with them again. Yeah. Well, 
Thank you very much for for joining us uh, tonight. And that is it for our show this weekend. We will be back next Saturday night at 10 p.m. We hope you have a great week. Singing us out now in our live studio sessions with, just to have you with me, is Lindsay Meisner. Thank you. I've held on, but now I'm pulling back. Don't need to bow down. So the words that I once said, I'm giving up, but I'm not giving it away. Don't need to torture my soul with regrets of yesterday. But where do I go now when the lights go out? And who do I run to when I left it all scrambled about? And will you be there when I come back begging for your love? Cause lately, it's all I've been thinking of. All these twisted times have thrown us off the track. But don't you depend on me, cause I ain't coming back. I see clearer now that I'm away. All of those promises, they don't mean nothing anyway. But where do I go now when the lights go out? And who do I run to when I left it all scrambled about? And will you be there when I come back begging for your love? Cause lately, that's all I've been thinking of. And I don't have to need you. don't have to please you I don't have to be there when we fall down to our knees but I do it all oh I do it all Mm-mm-mm. I do it all just to have you with me just to have you with me just to have you with me it is your favorite girl that's right it's the Ali Mars the one and the only everyone else just ain't me I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. 
4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.